everyone, and welcome to another amazing episode of The Joy of Being for busy working moms and women in business and beyond who are seeking to unplug from their worries and overwhelm to light up with insight and joy. I, your host, mum, and effortless lifestyle coach, Marina Pearson, talk to transformational professionals, business owners, and creatives about what it really takes to have a business and life you can truly enjoy. And remember, you can find me on Instagram at Marina Pearson or my Facebook group, The Joy of Being. And if you'd like a more personalized touch to live a stress-free life, then why not find out more about The Joy of Being Retreat, an intimate four-day profound experience at a luxury venue in Javier, Spain, where you get to experience your inner calm and peace of mind by slowing down and making space. To find out more, email me at marina marinapearson.com with Joy of Being Retreat in the title. And on today's show, I have the lovely Sarah Sienkiewicz, who is a strategy and alignment coach. She runs healing business and is passionate about giving healers and coaches and therapists the support and business skills needed to attract an abundance of clients and fulfill their divine life purpose. Blending practical resources with energy alignment, Sarah's creative and enthusiastic approach is an inspiration to lightworkers in her community, the Healing Business Academy. And we t- today we talked about her recovery from burnout and we spoke about where she was very stressed. She was spreading herself way too thin and living in survival mode uh, to creating more time, more space, more freedom and more creativity. And as a result, more residual income. In fact, she now works with five feminine archetypes and has learned how to batch her work around the energy and menstrual throw, which apparently has been a huge paradigm shift for her and how she shows up. What we spoke about was how we don't actually how we need how we don't actually need what's most important to us in order to get ahead. And I know it's an easy trap that we can fall into because when you can understand your own rhythms and cycles, set boundaries around your time and put self-love at the center, there is so much freedom to feel joy. And it's actually an honest and loving way of being. So this is what I loved about the conversation with her was exactly that a topic that is very close to my own heart. So if you are struggling with stress, overwhelm, way too much to do, anxiety, and you're thinking, my gosh, like I started to build this business because in fact I wanted more freedom and it's just not happening, then this is going to be a great, great episode for you to tune into. So see you on the other side. So welcome, Sarah. It's wonderful to have you here today. Uh, And yeah, um, I'm very, very curious about your story and what had you shift and change from, you know, working all hours, hustling to now finding your right rhythm and and allowing you to, um, yeah, just live a life that's far more joyful. I think it's, yeah, it's been an interesting journey, (laughs) that's for sure. Um, I thought I was doing the right thing. Um, I thought that I was being quite clever in how I was working and I was having all these little hacks of power naps and um, using coffee to get me through the day. Um, 
and just really thinking that that's what you had to do to be successful, that by being really busy, um, by taking all the opportunities and saying yes, that I thought that that's what would bring me success. But ultimately, it didn't. It brought me bad health. And I had lots of challenges in that area. Um, And I went through a coaching course, and it talked about uh, these feminine archetypes and how you can use those to create a different way of being. And part of that course was around cycle tracking and just working in a more feminine way. And I think the communities that I was with at the time were very male oriented. They were kind of these software geeks and I was trying to run with the boys and I just couldn't keep up because I'm not physically designed to run on testosterone and I was running on adrenaline. (laughs) And this new awareness gave me such an insight as to what I was doing with my body. And before I thought, what is wrong with me? Why can't I keep up? But actually... I learned it's a very physical thing. And once I started learning about the, the rhythms and the cycles and started matching my tasks to the energy of those cycles, I started getting these breakthroughs. Uh, I started putting my needs first. I learned about boundaries. And yeah, it's taken a little while to sort of change tracks. Uh, but life is much calmer now. and <laughs> I'm not staying up until midnight working and freelancing and doing all these different things in scattered ways I've got much more um, focus and purpose. So what did happen and in terms of you and your health and then how did you obviously you said you went to a course and you found out about it but I'm curious about what happened while you were going with the let's say male rhythm. Um, I went to a conference and there was a lady talking about adrenal fatigue Mm. and she'd got She'd got to quite a serious stage where she was pretty much catatonic, couldn't get out of bed, couldn't get dressed. and It took her a long, long time to recover. And I recognized myself that I was on a scale and I recognized some of the symptoms of um, the stress, um, not being able, not feeling like you're able to stop. And at that point, it was sort of like a warning sign, but I was so in it that the thought of changing was quite terrifying because I thought, well, this is how I need to be to be successful. So if I stop, then that means I'm not going to be successful. So I kind of, although I was aware that I was on a slippery slope, I still kept pushing. And what showed up for me was um, my period started getting really heavy. Um, I was crashing out during the day, like falling asleep just sitting on the sofa, just (laughs) conk out for 20 minutes. Like my body was just trying to say, you need to rest. Um, There was a lot of stress around that time. Um, And yeah, I was, yeah, I was just stressed and anxious quite a lot. Um, But yeah, it was interesting how that would match my belief of, well, that's what successful people do. That's, you know, that's work ethic. Um, that means that you're going to, you know, you're going to get where you want to go because that's what you need to do. Mm. Um, so there came a turning point. So naturally, because I've got children, I tend to work around the summer holidays and when they're off school, I tend to slow down a bit. So it all kind of, um, I had this coaching sessions around that time. So it gave me that natural break anyway to sort of reassess where I was going. So it was around the summer holidays when I was off with the kids um, that I decided, you know, I can't carry on like this. I need to, if I'm going to be successful, I can't do it 
you know, what kind of role model am I being? <laughs> if, if, you know, say I make it, am I going to make it in a healthy way? Um, is this what I really want people to sort of continue doing? It's not working for me. So I had to find a new way. Mm. So what kind of symptoms did you have? Were you, yeah, I'm curious as to, obviously you had the naps. Was there anything else? Yeah, so the main the main thing for me, because there was this part of my brain, the sort of um, slave driver part that keep going, you've got this, you could do it, keep going like that push determined part of me um, was saying it's a mindset thing. And you can push through this. It's a mindset thing. But my body, um, I was having really heavy periods. And my periods, I've never had problems with them really before. But they were really heavy and um, without getting too graphic about it, though I was flooding um, and it happened during the night. It happened and that knocked my confidence a lot because it happened once and I was in a meeting and it just out of nowhere, the first time it was just out of nowhere happened and it was a mess and I, it was embarrassing. I didn't tell anyone and it was, it was quite awkward. And, and I kept all of that to myself for months and months and months that this thing was happening. And I, I didn't recognize what it was. Um, I went to the doctors a few times throughout that year with dizziness, um, with just feeling empty, like no energy and, I wasn't getting anywhere. I went with my periods. They said, oh, we can give you these hormones. But I knew that that wasn't really going to solve anything because it was a bigger, it was a sort of more holistic thing that I was doing to myself. It wasn't just about this one element. But that really, that that showed me that it wasn't a mindset thing. <laughs> it was a very physical thing that was happening. Uh, so I knew that something was out of balance. Hmm. So what were some of the insights that you had around that? Obviously, one of them was that you needed a change. This wasn't working. It's not sustainable, really, because it's not. Um, what else do you, have you have you seen um, by slowing down, taking time out, making it sustainable? What have you seen in terms of your results? It's been quite incredible, really. Um just the amount of clarity that I'm able to have through that space, through that, you know, things feel more expansive now. Whereas before, um, my energy, my focus, I was scattered in quite a few different directions and I was running around trying to keep up with all these things that I was trying to do. Whereas without all of those distractions, I really had to kind of strip back down to what was really important and where I, you know, what was where I'm, where I'm heading, what that direction is and anything that wasn't part of that, I let go. So it's given me more space to really get clear. And within that space now, I have more time for the strategy Mm. that I didn't before. So that gives me, um, a lot more awareness of where I need to be. I've got more consistency in my business. Um, I've got more time to do the things that are important. And I'm getting those results now because I'm I'm showing up consistently 
Mm. Whereas before I was just sort of dipping in and out, not getting the results, trying to work harder to get the results. But actually it wasn't working harder that was a problem. It was the scattered energy. Mm. And when you say scattered energy, what does that mean? So I had lots of different projects mm-hmm. um, and I was trying to, you know, in all different areas, you know, and I was trying to be wonder mum <laughs> and I was, you know, volunteering and doing wonderful things um, for other people. Uh, I was freelancing to try and fund my business. So I wouldn't have to, I wanted that independence. So I wouldn't have to keep sort of taking it from the family finances or asking my husband, you know, wanted that independence. So in order to finance it, I was doing freelance work. Um, And then I was also working a few days a week helping an accountant. But those things, I thought, when I made those choices to do those things, I thought at the time that I was doing that to help my business, but actually it was having the opposite effect. Because I was spending so much time focused on everything else that I wasn't focusing on my own business. Hmm. So it was, I my energy was scattered in my focus. And you know, I'm an organised person. I'm used to juggling different projects. In some ways, you know, I was pulling it off <laughs> because because I can be organised. But it was at the detriment of my health. That was the last you know, on the list of, of priorities. Right. So everything, it was everyone else first and me and my business last and that wasn't joyful. So now you feel because now you're focusing more on your business, you're more focused that actually it's creating better results. And are you finding that because you work less, you're actually working less, but you're achieving more? Yes. Mm. Yeah. And I've got a different business model. So at that time, I was really focused on swapping time for money. Mm. And because I'm a stay-at-home mum working around my husband's shifts, time is a premium for me. So I was trying to squeeze work in all these little tiny gaps. And there wasn't a lot of time. So I had, you know, and I had these different ways of doing that. But ultimately, if you're selling your time, then there's a cap. And I knew that I wanted to take my business in a different direction, but I didn't have the time to do that (laughs) because I was too busy swapping time for money. So that summer um, was, you know, yes, I earned less money, but I was able to take that shift away from that kind of business model. So I've built, you know, a membership in my business. I've got residual income. So I have got more of a breathing space and I don't have to be in survival mode thinking, well, where's the next client coming in? Obviously, I'm still growing it, but I don't have that pressure of starting every month on zero yeah, and chasing that, that sale. Yeah, it's amazing what kind of um, how having space and giving yourself space and time and giving yourself reflection time is actually such a valuable resource and yet um, it's so undervalued, or at least it's not something that, that a lot of people do because they think they're wasting time. But seeing as time isn't really linear, then it would suggest that actually taking time out to work on what's important as opposed to just working on, on what we think we need to be doing is a far more productive way of working and effective way of working. I guess it's a bit like when you've got 
like children or babies where they're so focused on the light or they're so focused on the toy that they're, you know, that your that their mother is showing them and, and they're just so in the moment, but their focus is a hundred percent. Um, and I guess if we all work that way, we would get things done far quicker and a lot less time would be wasted. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And when I was so in that busyness, that kind of hustle, survival mode, frantic energy, the thought of stopping was terrifying. Mm. The thought of slowing down felt like that was because it, because it, it was survival mode. (laughs) And that's how I thought I had to survive. The thought of stopping felt you know, very dangerous. But actually, that was the one thing that I needed to do. Yeah, I've often found that the very things that we fear or that look very real and fearful to us, the very things that we need to do because there's actually freedom on the other side. Yeah. Yeah, I love that quote. Um, Everything you want is on the other side of fear. (laughs) And it's just the sheer freedom of knowing that fear is just... Yeah. And, and, you know, there's a sense of it can just be an experiment. What would happen if I did slow down? What would happen if I did stop? Have I even given myself the opportunity to experience it yeah. as opposed to making it up as to what would happen if? And I think having a support network, because the other side effect of that lifestyle was I'd kind of isolated myself because I was so busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so head down, get to work here, there and everywhere. I didn't necessarily have that support network of people that I could reach out to and um it it's been really good to sort of build that in and build that and and start talking about it and and just sharing my story because there might be other people who are sort of noticing that about themselves and feel like they're on this slippery slope and and to say you can you know you can go, there is another option. You do have a choice and um, it's wonderful on the other side of it. And I learned that it's not, you know, working, it's not about not having a work ethic or not um, working hard or hustling. Those things, they can be really useful because, I mean, that's how I built my business to this point. And it's just it's not sustainable in the long term so as long as you've got those you know that foundation of space and self-care and boundaries and all of those you know that that foundation then you can have you know a bit of a splurge of energy and hustle for a bit to get that launch going as long as that's a a short-term thing and you've you've got enough energy to sustain that to back you up, but then also that comes to an end and then you can recuperate and re-energize and revive your, your energy. So it's not just continually just punishing regime to get to it because yeah, it, you can't sustain it. Yeah. It's amazing how much more, effective we can be when we're being kind to ourselves as opposed to being beating ourselves up or being nasty to ourselves because we we think that we have to be in order for us to get the result. I remember 
it was a really cool insight that I had about this, the amount of pressure we put on ourselves. And when I was younger, when I was in my teens, I used to, um, I used to study a lot because I was so scared that I would fail the exam. And so I would study, 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 and put all this pressure on myself and get okay results. So I always had this sense that I was, wasn't intelligent, that I was stupid, that because why did I seem to be, you know, um, studying so hard and there are other people that didn't and they would actually get amazing results. And so I walked around in this reality for a really long time until about two months ago when, well, three months ago when I had a realization about those moments where it was like, oh, all that pressurized thinking didn't allow me then to bring, you know, to, to, to actually remember the things that I needed to remember for the exams because it was so crammed already and so full. It's a bit like when you're attempting to put more clothes into a suitcase that's already rammed full of clothes, right? It's just impossible. You have to sit on it. You know, the zip might break, but it's hard. And um, it suddenly dawned on me that all of that pressurized thinking was how I would then come into the into what I would do. So, you know, the coaching, the investing, all of the stuff that I do. And, and it was like, oh, oh, I don't need to put that on myself anymore. It doesn't actually help. And it actually takes up a lot of my headspace. And in fact, there's no room. So I, I just don't see, that just, just doesn't make sense to me anymore. And that was really interesting from that perspective because I hadn't seen that. And I was like, oh, I can, I can just enjoy the work I do. That was really novel for me. <laughs> Yeah, and it's looking at how you're showing up and what 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 behaviours you're doing and what beliefs that points to. So for you, well, I must do this because I, you know, I might fail, I'm stupid, or that means that I'm this. And mm-hmm. for me, it was, well, I need to work really, really hard because if I don't, then I might fail and you know, I have to be like this, but then, you know, so for me, it was like, well, therefore I'm in survival mode. And if I switched that belief and said, well, I live in an abundant universe. And when I relax and breathe and let things flow, things flow to me and all is well, and I am safe and all, you know, all of those kind of new thoughts, new beliefs, and you can start bringing them in. It's like, well, yeah, I don't have to do that, do I? <laughs> and it, it can take, you know, a long, long time to get to that point. Um, but it is interesting to sort of check, well, what beliefs am I believing to make me act like this? Mm. And are my habits of thinking and my habits of being useful for me? Yeah. Is it the most effective way of which I can work or is it the f- most joyful way in which I can be? Because I, I kind of wanted to go back to that sense of success. It kind of, um, when you were talking about, oh, that's how you're successful, that's how you make it. And I used to think that too. And I'm curious about what your definition of success is now in comparison to what it used to be. Because often we can get so caught up in the success of it. Um, 
but success can mean very many different things to different people. So I'm curious about what that means to you. Yeah, it's an interesting one because I think it's so tempting to look outside and say, well, that person's doing that, that looks successful. But when you look inside and say, well, what does that mean for me? And in many ways, I am I am living my dream life. I'm living the dream life that I created in my journal when I was 24. <laughs> and it's so interesting that it, now I'm here, I'm like, well, this wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> right. And it's so funny. And it makes me think, well, okay, so say it was, you know, X amount in the bank. Well, when I get there, I'm still going to be me, <laughs> you know? And it's like, it's so interesting. We think that it's all outside of us. Well, when I have that thing, then I'll feel like this, but our feelings are always within us. So for me, success is a feeling and you can access that feeling at any moment. You don't have to wait for things to show up. <laughs> you don't have to wait for things in the outside yeah. world to be a certain way. Because otherwise you're waiting and you're actually not feeling successful during all of that time. And, yeah. you know, I'm, yeah, I really resonate with that. And recently I got to see that success for me is just to enjoy my life. It's not even, it's not even how much money I have in the bank. It used to be, but that's just not even like, that doesn't seem to be relevant to me anymore. Um, what seems relevant right now is, is joy. Like how am I, how many, do I really have the quality of life that I want? And, and I guess it's not even a question I ask myself daily, but because there's some days that I'm totally off and I'm having a very much of a human experience and there are other days that the spiritual side of me is like, yeah, this is cool. Um, but it's, it's more like the impact of seeing that made such a huge difference because it really, yeah, it's just really taken a whole bunch of pressure off what success is and what it looks like. And, you know, this whole thing around, yeah, six figure business. Well, yeah. And how profitable are you? Um, and are you enjoying your life? Yeah. <laughs> like to me that that's like, you know, if I'm lying on my deathbed, I don't know if you see it this way, but if I'm dying on my deathbed, it'd be like, so what was important? Was it that I made six figures? Was it that I made seven figures? No, probably not. It's probably like more about, wow, that was a real amazing ride. Yeah. And I think for me that that target of that financial goal has given me um, a lot of focus. It's, it's put me on a journey where I'm doing a lot of you know, personal development, I'm clearing a lot of my stuff, you know, getting out of my own way in all different ways. Um, I absolutely love the communities that I belong to. And I think it's, it's a wonder, being in business is a wonderful personal development program (laughs) and there are lots of benefits. Yeah. Being a mum, of course. Yeah. Um, and for me, that's what it comes back to is like, am I, is my energy well, you know, am I living a a harmonious life? Am I treading gently on the earth? Am I a good friend? Am I, you know, the kind of mum I want to be? Am I the kind of 
businesswoman I want to be? Am I making a positive impact? Am I making a positive contribution? Um, what's going to be my legacy? What um, ideas am I helping to to shape? And I don't know. I just think those qualities, and it's not to say that I'm not interested in making money or I, I don't aspire to be financially successful, but I think it's it's a whole package, <laughs> not just like a single financial figure at the end of it. Um, because I, I really like people like um, Denise Duffer-Thomas and Maria Forleo, and they're talking about the amount of impact you can make as a wealthy person and how it's, you know, it's a positive thing for women to have more wealth because we do great things in the world with it. So I don't think it's like I'm saying I want to live a, I don't know, a pious life, but I, I think that it has, it, there's a, a healthy balance within that and that it's not about just finance to the detriment of everything else. Yeah, exactly. So it's not that it's not a thing that you want to aspire to. It's more like um, that actually it's not something that rules you. Yeah, because ultimately my main priority at this stage in my life, my children are six and eight. So I'm still very much stay at home mum. So success for, for me feels like freedom that I can work my business during the day be a mum in the afternoon <laughs> you know um and and have that kind of and it it sometimes feels frustrating because it's slower and it feels like I've got you know I'm pulled sometimes in different directions but really like that is my main role is being a mum yeah and so I'm curious about you know, you've said that that you're much more in your sort of feminine flow, whatever that means. But I'm curious about what some of the things that you did, because obviously there's a change in thinking, there's a change in habit, there's a change in action, there's a change in behavior. So I'm curious about that. What are the things that you found that have really helped you um, to change your rhythm that really works for you? Cause I'm assuming that everybody else, everybody has a different rhythm depending on our character, depending on who we are. And I'm curious about what, what are the things that have really helped you to, I don't know, like to call it harness your energy or, or to sustain yourself. Um, one of the big breakthroughs was, um, my nutritionist friend I opened up with her and she prescribed some supplements and they had such a profound change in my energy um, and within a month my periods had sorted themselves out so for me nutrition you know it really reminded me how important that I don't know whether there was something that I was depleted in but that really that really helped physically um and then you know getting enough sleep is something that I still am challenged with I'm a night owl and the world doesn't <laughs> seem to suit my rhythm of going to you know I'd like to go to bed around midnight and wake up at 10 o'clock but <laughs> the world is sort of two hours behind on that um but yeah finding that I'm pacing myself in terms of my diary so for example around my period I do more of my social media scheduling and my planning and I get 
more creative. So I do more of my visioning, uh, journaling, and just really checking back in where I'm going. Just am I on the right track? Um, And then in the middle of my period, I'm more energized. That's when I go out and about and more networking, um, you know, doing podcasts and lots of different sort of more external outwardly things. And it's taken a little while to sort of to find that rhythm, but it feels really good. And it was funny, I was talking with my accountability partner and we were talking about um, GDPR and when you're going to do this, that and the other. And I was like, well, there's lots to do on my website. So I'm going to do that on my period. <laughs> because I was like, that's just how I work now. Because I know that's the kind of time that I want to be just chilling out, just clicking a few buttons. It's not really sort of some of the more mundane tasks and systems for me. I love systems. So even with the house, you know, um, housework and we've got this routine that so everything gets done. I don't have to think about it. It's all, you know, we plan our menu for the week. We, I know what food I'm cooking each night. So I think about it once and then I just follow the system. And, you know, scheduling things in my business. I've just found that it takes less headspace, you know, do the planning and then the rest just falls into place. And it's making time to do that planning. Yeah. And actually that saves a lot of time. Um, Like when my son, because my son is now with his dad um, in the States, but when he's back, um, I'm actually far more organized than I am when he's not here. Mm. <laughs> I I could do the whole batch cooking um, when he's here. And because I have to think about the three meals a day thing for him and not just us. When he's gone, I kind of find myself going, oh, yeah, you don't have to think about that. But then I, I kind of fall into the, oh, but hang on a second. I also need to cook, feed myself and so yeah. on. Um I love that about your period, actually. That's something that um, that I've kind of seen for myself too, to listen to that as well. I usually just don't put stuff in the diary when I actually have my period and um, focus on just going inside more than, than being more active and my energy being more out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's so nice when you can go with that and not fight it. You know, I was talking with a friend and I mentioned it to her and it's, um, she was saying, Oh, I, you know, I just thought there's something wrong with me because I'm just so tired. And then she's like, and then, you know, my period goes and I'm like, Oh, I'm back to normal again. And I'm like, yeah, it, you know, if you can, if you can notice that, maybe do a bit of cycle tracking for a few months and just, you know, notice where your energy is at different times and then go with it. Cause I think before I was trying to just be up and out all month, whether I felt tired or not, I would just push through. And it's so nice when you can listen to your body and give yourself permission to say, do you know what today I'm going to have, you know, a bit of time out or I'm going to, Go and sit in the garden and read a magazine if I want, or I'm going to go and have a walk in the woods because that's what my body needs. And it's okay to honor that. It's okay to, you know, chill out. And it's, and that's for me is success. That's freedom. 
when you can give yourself permission to do what you want <laughs> and not feel like, oh, well, I have to do this or I have to be at work or, I, you know, my everything else before me. Success is when you can say, yeah, I, me first sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's a big, especially if you're a mom, right? Yeah. And, and not, you know, let go of the guilt around that. Mm. I'm having a massage on Friday and I'm really busy. I've got deadlines. I'm still going to go. And I, I started a Tai Chi Cha class as well on a Wednesday and I booked a course of 10 in advance because I, you know, I had this pattern where I'd be like, usually in the new school term, <laughs> it's like fresh start. I'm, you know, going to look after myself now and um, I'm going to exercise once a week. And then I wouldn't stick to it. Like by about week three, my diary would start filling up again. And I'd be like, nope, too busy for that. And it would be the first thing to get culled. So this time I booked a course of 10. And even if I'm busy, and it's wonderful because it's a place to really slow down, but it's not meditation and it's very meditative, but it's still movement. Mm. And I, I like that balance of it. It's movement, but it's really slow. Yeah. <laughs> and it forces me to slow down. And I feel the resistance in that of like, oh, I'm speeding up. It's okay. You can slow down. And it's been really, um, yeah, good practice <laughs> for me. Yeah, I, I totally resonate on the whole massage front. I get two a month. They're kind of like my my ritual, and I and I'm so glad I do. Um, you know, I used to kind of go, oh, no, I don't have time, but actually, there's um once a month. There's a day on Friday which is my pamper day. So like, there's one a month where I go and get waxed, or I go and have my massage, or I go and get my hair done. It's usually on one day. So I'm kind of just really focusing on all of that. And then, um, and then I do yoga twice, three times a week. And that's really like, yeah. And today I just decided to got up this morning. I was like, right, it's such a beautiful day. I'm going to go for a walk. And then I just went for some in the pool. And these are just things that like, I just didn't used to do. I was just too busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was crazy. It's a bit like you live by the beach. You moved here to be by the beach. You moved here to have your pool. You moved here to be able to like get up in the morning and go for walks. And yet you don't do it. That's nuts. Yeah. And it's about, this is your life now. What are you waiting for? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. You know, and, um, that was the sort of big insight I got in January too, which is what, I, what, what am I waiting for? Waiting for mm-hmm. more dollars in the bank and waiting for, well, that may never come. And so what I'm just putting my money, my, my time off. So yeah. So now I go singing on Thursday nights and I just have so much fun and um, yeah, so there just seems a lot more sort of richness in my life than there used to be because it used to be all about work, 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 work. I had this um, insight. I watched sometimes I, I watch things like um, Newsnight and Question Time occasionally. Um, it does ruffle my feathers a bit and I'm quite sensitive so I'm <laughs> I don't watch it all the time but I watched this particular one and, sh- and this this um, young politician, she's a woman, 
she was so passionate and very vocal and it was really inspiring to watch her and they and people were trying to shush her because because she was so passionate and it you know it ruffled my feathers quite a bit but she was saying that when we're in survival mode then we're not looking out for other people i'm paraphrasing but the message was when we're in survival mode we're not looking out for other people we're not necessarily gathering in our communities because we're too busy looking after ourselves mm. we're too stressed we're too focused on our own needs because that's what we need to do to survive and i thought that was so interesting because you know when you were talking about that and i was thinking well what if everyone could do that what if everyone could enjoy their lives and you know be here now and do do the things that they want to do i think it would it would really upset the status quo and there's this this kind of culture that we have to earn more and have the bigger thing and just keep upgrading keep upgrading keep upgrading and it keeps us on this this wheel of never enough never arrived yeah just keep going never keep satisfied. going never satisfied because it's the next up coming out soon so even if you only just bought that thing it's already out of date <laughs> so you can never keep up and it's so nice when you can step off of that wheel and you know slow things down and enjoy a more simple life and it doesn't have to be um that's not to say you can't have things but it's a shift in focus and and then you know thinking more about community and contribution and impact because it's not just then about you it becomes about people and the collective yeah and i guess it's what people say getting out of your own way it's not you know so navel gazing it's more how can i actually help and support other people from a place of sustainability as opposed to i'm doing this to to get something back it's more like I'm doing this just because I want to and there's nothing in it for me in that all I'm doing is just sharing in a way that I my loved with others and that's fine and I don't expect anything back at all like um and I yeah so that sustainability once again comes into play which is more about um if I sustain me I can sustain others yeah. And I can actually really sustain others and sustain the planet and and actually not make this all about me and get out of my own way to have a bigger impact. Um yeah, that kind of yeah, that obviously that makes a lot of sense. Cause when we are caught up, when we are stressed, when we are burdened, when we are anxious, there's a lot of self concern that that inhabits our our reality which stops us from being able to um be present be in service to others in a way that we can be when we're not so consumed yeah and it's yeah and when I yeah it's when I have then I have more to share (laughs) yeah Sarah Speaking of the permission piece, what are you giving yourself permission to do more of these days? I 
in little ways. So I love being creative in my work now. And I think before, I feel like I'm just more me. Like I'm giving myself permission to be more me in little ways. Like I love stickers (laughs) and colored pens and I don't mind sharing that. (laughs) Whereas before I'd be like, okay, just keep your black pen and just use your black pen and, you know, and just little things like that. Um, being more creative, sharing more of me, um, allowing my own style to come forward and not feeling like I have to conform to a certain, you know, a certain stereotype of, of who I think I should be. It's like, well, this is who I am. Um, and I mean, one of the things as well with like Facebook Live, I feel like that's been a lovely way to express myself and to share my voice, share my um, my ideas and my style, my branding. Um, just feeling more comfortable, more comfortable in myself and more settled. Giving myself permission to have time out and time to relax. And it's, you know, it's not just like having a self-care bath scheduled in because then I can tick the self-care box for today, (laughs) but really sort of giving myself permission to indulge in it. And like with the massage, it's not because, whereas before it was probably because I'm in so much pain, I have to go now. Whereas now it's like, because it feels really nice <laughs> and it's really subtle because I'm still having a massage it's still the same outcome but it's it's different energy around it it's a different purpose and feeling so beautiful so Sarah if anyone wants to contact you how can they do that so you can find me at um I hang out quite a bit on Facebook so the Facebook group is Healing Business Academy. Um, that's a wonderful community that we're creating for healers and therapists and coaches and light workers in business for friendship and business support, energetic alignment. And my website is www.healingbusiness.co.uk. Wonderful. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on today. It was wonderful to have you and everybody that's listening. Um, until the next time, bye-bye for now. Thanks for having me. And there you have it. Another wonderful episode of The Joy of Being. If you loved what you heard here today and it's been helpful, why not subscribe or share the podcast with others? And if you're curious as to how you can experience more joy in your life and feel carefree, then I invite you to download your Joy Catalyst Scorecard at www.marinapearson.com slash scorecard, which will help you identify the joy gaps and what you can do to fill them. And remember, you can find me on Instagram at Marina Pearson or my Facebook group, The Joy of Being. So until next week's episode, remember, you are the joy you seek.